Hey, hey, welcome back everyone to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm your host, Tom Workus, and today I sit down with Jill Stanton, who is the co-creator of Screw the 9 to 5 with her husband, Josh Stanton. I brought Jill on the call today to talk about how she's grown her blog to multiple six figures by selling affiliate products. In today's conversation, we discuss why Jill and Josh shut down their six-figure membership site to focus exclusively on selling affiliate products, what makes for a successful affiliate marketing program, how to niche down effectively, and what is working and what's not working in the digital marketing space right now, specifically with affiliates and that type of marketing. My big takeaway is that affiliate income can be simple, easy, and fun to earn. And it's particularly suited for those people who want to focus on content creation and teaching first. So if you're already creating a lot of content and teaching and sharing great information, and you're not leveraging affiliate or affiliate products, you are leaving money on the table. So listen to today's interview, take some notes, and consider how you might be able to implement or integrate affiliate marketing into what you're already doing. And for those that are already leveraging affiliate marketing, hopefully I think there's going to be a few takeaways for you that are more advanced in terms of what's working, what's effective, including what I thought was an interesting look at comparison and review type blog posts that are producing a substantial amount of income for Jill and Screw the 9 to 5. So we get into all that and more. Without further ado, let's get to today's conversation. Okay, so Jill, the place I want to start is uh, with your backstory a little bit. How did you and your husband get started with with the blog that you guys are currently running? And if I understand, I believe that's kind of like where most uh, or the, the majority of your time and effort is spent as mm-hmm. well. But maybe you can get, before we dive into that and, and, and get into some more prescient, like uh, you know, current events, how did you guys get into it in the first place? We actually started in completely separate businesses. So. I met Josh when he was working with another business partner. They had a software company, um, like a blogging software. So this was like the days of niche sites, right? Where you would create these really thin sites and you could duplicate things. And so they had a software that would allow bloggers to create multiple blogs, multiple pieces of content in like one fell swoop. Um, And at the time, I had no freaking clue about this online business space. I was like, "Uh, what? Excuse me what's a keyword? Like (laughs) so Mm -hmm. green. Um, but I had actually gotten my start in online TV, but in 2006 when online video wasn't even a thing. So like, this is the days of MySpace, the year that YouTube got bought by Google. Um, and I remember the producer I was working with was like, no, you don't understand. The future is video. Like Google just bought YouTube. And I was like, what? okay, whatever. Like I was 25. I had no freaking clue. Right. So um, I did that for about three years. And during that time I met Josh and again, I'm watching him build these businesses and create all this money and like barely work that many hours. And I was like, what is this guy doing that I'm getting wrong? And just over the years, um, I started, you know, kind of dipping my toes into running an actually profitable online business. So I started with the social media management service. So I started as a service provider um, and I was just pitching the bars that I worked for. I was a bartender at the time and my boss had heard that I had a background in video marketing and brought me in to kind of like just jam with him and his wife on what they could do with video marketing and it ended up me pitching them like, oh, I'll run your social media for you. Like this is how I was you know, yay 20s, because you're like, what do I have to lose? I'm just going to pitch them a $5,000 package at this meeting. Um, And they accepted it. 
And I was like, oh, BTW, I also quit bartending. Um, And so that was my first foray into like running a profitable business. And as the years went by, I ran it for about probably max two years, maybe about 18 months. But as I was running it, I was trading dollars for hours, working nonstop. I had about seven clients at the time making decent cash for myself at the moment because I was like 29, uh, 28, 29, no, 29. And I was making like five grand a month doing something I love, like working my own hours. I was like, did I just win at life? I'm pretty sure I did. Um, But then as it went on and on and I started realizing, wait a minute, I'm working all hours of the day. Like my, I have about seven tiny bosses and I'm watching Josh again like barely work that much, make all this money. And I was like, hmm. So around the same time, which was at like really late 2011, early 2012, both of us were getting quite disenchanted with our businesses. And we just started having conversations like, what would it look like for us to start a business together? And Josh was like, I know what we could do. We could start a skincare affiliate site. And I was like, awesome. Sorry, what's affiliate? I had no clue. And so I had nothing to lose. I was, again, I think I was like 30 at this time. And he just, I learned the ropes from him. He was like my first mentor, which is funny. Um, And we just threw things at the wall. I just went for it. I learned how to create content. I learned how to write for the web. I learned how to, you know, really build an audience. I learned um, email marketing, opt-ins, all of that kind of stuff. Um, And we rinsed and repeated our process of our skincare affiliate site until we not only replaced our income, but eventually got it up to over 30 different sites. And it was actually on our wedding week, which is probably the one week you're not supposed to work, but we're a couple of lunatics. And we were getting ready to move to Thailand after our wedding. Our wedding was in Costa Rica. And so we're having a couple drinks on the balcony as one does. And Josh was saying, you know, we should start sharing this journey because we're getting a lot of questions around, what are you guys doing for money? I don't get it. Like I didn't have my business anymore. People weren't really understanding what we were doing. Weren't really talking about it too much because no one really got it. And so they're like, what are you, are you drug dealers? Like, how are you making all this money? And Josh is like, we should start sharing this journey. And so we were like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Thanks to Costa Rican rum. And he's like, well, what should we call it? And then again, thanks to the rum and the Bob Marley playing, I was like, you know what? Screw the nine to five. And both of us were like, oh my God, I wonder if that's available. It was. We picked it up and we we just sat on it for probably about four months because we didn't know what to do. We had only ever had like faceless affiliate sites. Like we didn't even use our own names because I don't know, that's just not something we were comfortable with at the time. And so... Um, we, yeah, we sat on it. We didn't really know what to do. In the first year we started the screw, like 2013, it was just a mishmash of like nonsense, right? There was like posts on how to market your business with guest posting and Pinterest. And then there was travel blogging and then there was travel videos. And then there was like how to work with your spouse and SEO. Like there was no strategy to it whatsoever. And we got this like crazy idea to create our first course. Um, and it sold zero units, like zero, made zero dollars, lost a whole bunch of money though, lost about five grand, which why did creating a course cost us $5,000? Cause we did it wrong. Most certainly because it shouldn't cost that much, especially for your first one. But, um, it was our biggest lesson, uh, not our biggest, but it was our first biggest lesson. And it caused this like pivotal moment for us where we did this sharp left turn in our business. We said, okay, let's start teaching what we knew and at, or what we know. And at the time, 
Um, we knew affiliate marketing. And so we started teaching our process. And from there, everything started to build. We started to make a name for ourselves. We started to build traffic, build a list. We had our first, actually our first two successful launches um, that year. One called Lifestyle Affiliate. One was Screw You, which then transitioned into a membership site. And that's really how we got started with everything. And then from there, honest to God, it's been like a seven-year process of throwing things at the wall and seeing what works. And amping up what does and cutting what doesn't. That's awesome. So let's, let's talk about that. That that's a great, uh, kind of great summary. And, and the idea of like the seven year, uh, progression of growth, it's like, yeah, it takes a while, you know, it, it, the stuff takes a long time to really Mm -hmm. build and compound. So like looking back at those seven years, I'm curious, like, as you kind of reflect on it, I want to get into definitely stuff that's like working today. That's always like going to be topical and useful, but I'm curious, what were some of the big bumps where you, um, saw like either big spikes in traffic or sales that led you, um, or, or, or that, that, yeah, that led you to believe like, yeah, this is, we're on the right track. These things are working. Were there any things over that last seven years, like the critical things like, yeah, it was, it was crucial. We did X, Y, and Z. And and these were the, these were the things that kind of helped us really establish our platform. I would say at the time, like we started our first ever, um, free Facebook group in 2015. Mm-hmm. I actually had the idea for it in 2014, but I was way too scared. <laughs> I had such a fear of judgment. Um, so I didn't pull the trigger on it. I kind of sat on it. I don't know why. Stupid move. But I started it in 2015. And that was such a breakthrough moment for us because we were finally able to stop talking at our audience and start talking to them. And it allowed us to not only do launches just like within that free Facebook group, but really get to know our audience. Like get to know them personally by name, what they do, be able to connect each other. And that's really where this culture of, you know, our audience started calling themselves scroopies. That's where that all started was inside these free Facebook groups that we had. Um, And it wasn't until, you know, mid 2017, where I kind of, I was having this moment where our free Facebook group just felt like it had lost its charm and it gotten way too big, which sounds crazy because I think a lot of people think, I just want a big group. And you're like, okay, but why? Um, and I let it grow to 45,000 and it just lost its charm. So I shut that one down, started a new one in in the name of move, like hitting the reset button. I moved all the believers over to the new uh, community and hit the reset button and started again. And it just allowed us to, like I said, keep a finger on the pulse of what they wanted, what they were struggling with, the words they were using. That was such a big one for us. Like we would echo their words back to them um, and get feedback on what they liked and what they didn't like. If a podcast episode missed the mark, we'd get to hear about it. Um, or like the downloads wouldn't be there. Um, if opt-ins didn't work, we'd hear about it. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was such a helpful... Um, feedback loop for us. So not only did we get to serve them with information and inspiration and connecting them amongst each other, but they got to give us feedback as well, which allowed us to refine and move forward and continuously knock out great content and and make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And so on, the, on that piece too, I'm, I'm kind of curious, what were you started with some course or you started with a course? Well, not as I started with, but that was one of the things that you guys did, did kind of... Um, you know, begin with trying to sell. And, and that one, obviously, when it initially kind of rolled out, was a, was a failure in, in your own words. Um, but I think obviously in anyone's guys, words. <laughs> right, right. Right. So, so you went through, you had some ups and downs. Um, the yeah. Facebook group was kind of critical, it sounds like, from kind of understanding the market. But then in terms of like what you guys are selling too, um, how has that changed over the years? And kind of where is it at now? Like what, how do you actually make mm-hmm. money online? Yeah, we sell nothing now, which sounds right. crazy. So we've actually... 
I think we've tried just about every kind of business model. We've done coaching. We've done courses. We've done a membership site. We've done affiliate marketing. We've done drop shipping. We've done live events. We've done group coaching. Uh, we've tried it all. And I think we did that because nothing felt right for us. Like when we started our business together in 2012 with these affiliate sites, it was so easy. There was no time zone restrictions. We didn't have to be quote unquote experts. We were connectors. We would get traffic and we would refer it on. And then we started getting off track and we would try all these different things based on what we were seeing other people killing the game with. And I think that kind of shiny object syndrome took us off our game of what we love, i.e. creating great content, building traffic, sending leads, being the connectors until we finally had a kind of aha moment, aha moment mid last year, realizing, wait a minute, we really love affiliate marketing. (laughs) What if we shut down everything that feels kind of heavy for us right now? We had a membership site at the time. We were selling one-off courses. Um, we were doing like one-on-one coaching here and they're very sparse, but like if someone reached out and actually agreed to like our F off prices, because we just didn't really have that much of an interest in it, um, then we would do that. And it was almost like this business model, i.e. affiliate marketing was too obvious to us because we enjoyed it so much. We're like, well, surely we can't be just full-time affiliate marketers inside the screw. And then we realized, wait a minute, we 100% can. It's actually the perfect brand for it because screw the nine to five is a very broad brand. I'm just going to own it. When most people say niche down till it hurts, we're like, nah, (laughs) we're going to go broad. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's more so like we, our vision for it is to create this ultimate destination for up and coming entrepreneurs to get the information and inspiration they need to get their businesses off the ground. But with that being said, I don't actually care what kind of business you have. I really don't. I just care that you have the guts to go for it. And so we want to create essentially like this content phenom that allows you to get the tips and strategies and lessons you need, regardless of what business model you have, whether it's drop shipping or e-commerce, affiliate marketing, coaching, courses, membership sites, services, whatever that is for you, we want to create avenues for you to get that off the ground and making money. Um, and we do that by connecting our audience to trusted experts and partners that we believe in, worked with, or have used their courses. Um, and we refer traffic essentially onto them and we allow them to take it from there. So we're just connectors. We're pimps. <laughs> I, I, I love this. So, it, it, you know, I, I think it's a great strategy for people who are, uh, who'd like to produce content in particular, yes. like if you're definitely a content producer, I feel like one of the struggles with like selling information products, like courses yourself is like, you know, you can do it. It's, it's just, it's, a, you know, it's a different tact for sure. It's a different business model, but I like the affiliate one where it's like, we're content producers first and foremost, you know, you, you, you're the ones that experiment and test things out and then you can refer the right things to the right people. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so you guys have been, how, how long have you been doing it that way for, has it been affiliate like a marketing? You were, or in the context of like, we're exclusively yeah, affiliate since, marketing. Since the beginning of 2019. So that okay. the end of 2018 was when we shut down all of our paid offers and went to selling nothing. We had, we shut down our membership screw you, which we had had for three and a half years at that point, um, had made over, you know, well over $600,000 with it, had hundreds of members. It was amazing. It was the light of our lives for a good three years until we had our son and he messed everything up. No, I'm kidding. But he allowed us to... It turns out kids will 
cause you to readjust your priorities. I didn't expect it. Um, But that's exactly what happened. We just started asking ourselves questions like, what do we want for this next phase in our life? Like, do we want to have all these calls and be time zone dependent? And, you know, it felt like we were constantly in the operations of our business, having this membership um, or dealing with team or doing whatever, like constantly working on fulfillment and not marketing and not content creation. And that's really what we love. Like we love the content piece of it. We love the marketing side of it. And it felt like we weren't able to go all in on that the way we wanted to because we were too in the weeds. And yes, we could have hired more people. And yes, we could have done all this. But by the time we had even realized that, I feel like our love for it had kind of waned. um, And it was feeling a bit more heavy than light at that point. And so we made the decision to close that chapter to start a new one. What was that like closing that down? I, honestly, like, yeah, well, and not <laughs> only that, like, it, yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Like also like, how do you guys have to deal with that? Cause you have probably monthly or maybe annual mm-hmm. subscriptions. Like how'd you yeah. just navigate that? I wonder for somebody, maybe they've, they've in a similar spot, if they started to grow something and they have paying customers, how do you roll something like that down effectively? So it doesn't just destroy everything. Yeah. Such a good question, actually. So we had that insight at the end of June last year, June, um, 2018, and we had a live event for our members happening in September. And so we had three months to really map this out. Like, what is this going to look like? How are we going to tell people? What is the phase out plan? Um, what do they get after? Like we wanted to take care of people. These people were like our online family. They called themselves scrammily. Like there was, that was the biggest piece of it. Like these people meant so much to us. The last thing we wanted to do is let them down or give them a, a shitty experience as we close things out. And so we actually told them at our live event, face to face, in person, scariest thing I've ever done. <laughs> um, because I was so worried that they would hate us, right? That they'd be like, F yeah, we just spent, you know, some of them have been in there since 2015 with us. Um, So I was so nervous that it would just turn ugly. And it was, could not have been more opposite than that. It was the most encouraging, supportive, loving experience. And everyone understood. We explained exactly where we're coming from. We're truthful and honest. And we explained how it would roll out. Um, we said, you know, starting December 1st, we're going to start turning off subscriptions. And by December 30th or 31st, you will not be billed anymore for this group ever again. However, we're going to keep your access inside our members portal. So if you want to continue watching courses or whatnot, um, have at it. It's just the community side of things. Us, our presence will no longer be a thing after December 31st. Um, And so, I mean, there was three people who were mildly pissed about it. Um, Two of them turned around. One was really mad about it. But I mean, out of 800 and something people, I feel like that's a huge win. Um, And again, we had a, a... amazing send-off party. We did a big live Zoom session the day before New Year's Eve. We all shared our favorite memories. We all shared what we were grateful for. It was just such a fantastic experience. And it allowed us to close that chapter with integrity um, and uh, clarity for our members and with empathy and compassion. And so I'm truthfully, I've never been more proud of us for going to bat for the life we wanted for ourselves because we had two choices back in June when last year, when we had this realization that like, Holy crap, I think we need to shut down. Screw you. We could have done two things. One, 
we could have ignored those inklings and just been like, nah, screw it. We'll get through this, right? We'll just, we'll stay the same and we'll just hire more people and we'll get more members and we'll just suck it up. But that felt so out of integrity for us, right? Or we could have, or we could go to bat for our life. We could go back to bat for the future we want to create for ourselves, the future we want to create for our son, the future we want to create for the brand. Because as we started to realize, the screw actually has a huge mission, um, which is something that I don't think we were able to realize when we were in the weeds of our business, when we were in the trenches, truthfully. Um, because that, like in inside our membership, we were really only talking about like two or three business models, right? People who were coaching, selling courses, or maybe some of them had membership sites. But really, the more we dig into it, we realize screw the nine to five is like the destination for people who are about to be massively displaced by huge advances in automation, jobs being wiped out over the coming years, um, recession coming, which is absolutely going to happen. Just like like I said, automate the automation crisis. I think that's going to wipe out more jobs than people think it will. Supposedly by 2030, half of US jobs will be wiped out in the five biggest industries, manufacturing, uh, transportation, retail, admin, and um, hospitality. Uh, all of those jobs, most of those jobs will be wiped out due to automation. Where are those people going to go? They're going to be looking for resources. They're going to be looking for information. They're going to be looking for opportunities. And we want to be the ones that kind of welcome them with open arms and give them the free information they need to get it off the ground. So then with what you guys are doing right now, in terms of like the model, it's like teach, teach useful stuff to the people that need it. Mm-hmm. And then when there's an offer, like when there's an opportunity for them, for the person who's reading something or learning something to, uh, you know, to advance in some way, shape or form. And that's, that's just kind of what I want to get at a little bit here. Yeah. Um, then you, you share that offer with them and they have the opportunity to buy or not. Um, broadly speaking, it's like that. And then I know you you have a very broad audience as well. It's not entirely niched down like on one one market, for instance, yeah. but you're very broad. So I assume you guys are doing some some form of like segmentation and mm-hmm. you're doing that kind of stuff. Like, so tell me a little bit about the stuff that's working. Like if I want to become an affiliate marketer in 2019, 2020, um, what do I need to do? So, okay. So I'll share our process, like how we roll with it so that you can so that everyone listening can see the different options you have with affiliate marketing. Because a lot of people think it's just, you know, these big launches you see online, B-School or Tribe or Business by Design or whatever. And that's a huge piece of it. But there's also a whole passive side that no one really sees because it's just like this deadly underground um, process that just crushes through organic... Google rankings and like really smart product reviews. So that's a big focus of ours to build out as we move on. And that kind of like brings us back to our um, expertise from 2012 when we had all these affiliate sites, everything was done through organic traffic. We didn't run one ad. Everything was done through just pure SEO. Um, And so what we do is we create really great product reviews around things like, for example, we have a product review on ClickFunnels, right? So if someone is searching for ClickFunnels, we target people who are searching for ClickFunnels review. And the reason we do that is because ClickFunnels review um, has a connota- uh, denotes that they are searching for information on ClickFunnels with an intent to purchase, right? They're looking for just final information before they make that ultimate decision. And so we target those people on Google with a baller product review targeting 
exact experience with ClickFunnels, what we like and what we don't like. That's such a huge piece of it. I think you absolutely need to make these product reviews objective. Um, and then we give them a link, our affiliate link for a free 14-day trial. If someone takes that up and then becomes a customer, we get a, a commission. But the beauty of that is we wrote that review last year and have done nothing else for it. And yet just in that one year, I think our monthly commissions, I'd have to check with Josh, but I'm pretty sure they're upwards of 15 to 1800 a month, which isn't huge. But now imagine you have 10 of those, right? All of a sudden you have math, 18,000, $15,000 a month in just organic passive income done through affiliate marketing. So there's no fulfillment on your end. There's no customer support. There's nothing like that. So that's one key piece of affiliate marketing that you can use if you want to get into like the whole organic SEO side of things. But then we also have partner webinars or strategic partnerships. And this is for just like one-off promotions. So someone has a course or a membership or a service or a product in general that we want to connect our audience to. And we just do a quick one-off webinar. There's no bonuses on our end. Um, we'll send some emails, maybe a tiny bit of paid traffic, but it's pretty light and easy one-off quick and quick and done. Then there's this other tier, which we're talking about these JV webinar, or these JV launches. And these are the big splashy launches you see online, right? These huge multi-million dollar launches. And so we go all in on those. We create bonus experiences for them. We typically have free pop-up Facebook groups for it. Like we go all in for, you know, the whole two weeks that that's all running and everything we do is centered around that. Um, so that is how we approach affiliate marketing, those three tiers. Um, but you can get started with simply having a resources page on your site, or you could share through social media. Whether you have a Facebook group, you could put it in the files section. That's one thing I used to do all the time. The beauty of groups with the, their files and documents is you can internally link. Uh, you can have like in-content links. You can format. You can pin it. Like There's so many things you can do inside groups with affiliate marketing. Um, you could share on Instagram. Like there, YouTube, there's so many ways that you can make this work for you in a very light and easy way. But the beauty of affiliate marketing is like I said, there's no fulfillment, no customer support on your end. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And I actually believe if you're not using some element of affiliate marketing in your business, you're leaving money on the table because we don't need to be the experts in everything we can connect our audience and serve them in a huge way by introducing them to other experts who have you know, products, programs, services um, in specific niches or subject matters that we are not experts in, but can still introduce them to our audience and you know, uh, just give them the information they need to make the best choice for them, whether that's to join mm. or purchase or not. Um, is that kind of on track with what you want? I, yeah, I this go is, down the rabbit hole. Is, yeah, so. totally. No, no, no. This is great. I, I agree. Yeah, I've done. Yeah, I'd say the majority of probably of income that I've earned has been um, through affiliates. Uh, yeah, in, no, in one I didn't know that. Shape, yeah, one way shape or form, and and just like through affiliate marketing. So Isn't it the best. Oh, it is. It works really well. Um, it's really good. And and you know, so let me ask you this: like, so you guys are are selective about the products mm -hmm. you put in front of people. How do you find? Um, um, well, actually, no, you're, you're a content player. I was just actually coming in from the other vantage point of like, um, 
But you guys, you guys are really, it's a content play. You're helping people, people find you organically. And then you have you do like things like whether it's reviews or, or deep dives into different things mm-hmm. and then the offers there or not. Okay. So, so that is a way I think anybody could get started. It's almost like even just the idea of like a review site. It's like, that's maybe one way to get started. Um, what else do you recommend if somebody's kind of jumping in or, or, or going into the, like, uh, wants to become an affiliate marketer. So you mentioned the resource page, you mentioned you can do like reviews, um, any, uh, anything else that you think is kind of critical f- for success as, as somebody who is an affiliate marketer, like selling things as an affiliate? Mm, trust. It's your currency. It is like everything for affiliate marketing, because if you lose someone's trust, they like, you ain't getting it back unless you go above and beyond and really make things right. But as an affiliate marketer, there's two things you need, attention and trust. And if you squander any of that, um, you're going to have a real hard time in this in this monetization model. Um, attention, that's pretty much the exact same for everyone. Like attention's money, right? If you have an audience that actually listens to you, that resonates with you and your message and opens, reads, clicks, listens, buys anything you put out there, like you can make a serious income with affiliate marketing. Um, but having that trust is so pivotal because yeah, you can have a big audience that, you know, might listen, might not. Um, but if they don't really trust you, they ain't taking your advice and clicking things and making purchases based on your recommendations. So I really think that those are the two things you need to foster and grow if you really want to make a big play at affiliate marketing or even just a, a mini play. Like if you want to incorporate affiliate marketing at all, you need an audience and you need trust with them. Where do you see it? This and just like everything else kind of that you're working on kind of going over the next say, you know, year or so in terms of like how competitive different marketplaces are getting. Cause like, I definitely also see like when you come to think of it, when I think about like reviews for courses or programs or software, I see a lot of people kind of doing that kind of stuff and, and different people do it at different, you know, are, are, you know, better at it than others for sure. And, and some people like write really great reviews, do these great comparisons. And I, but you can see a lot of competition sprouting up just around that. Um, where do you see things like, obviously that's working now, uh, I guess, are there any other things that you're experimenting with or looking forward to in the future where you're like, we, we, this is where we think we're going to spend some of our time, our effort. Um, our quiz is our big focus mm-hmm. right now. So we just launched that, like haven't even promoted it, just been testing it with organic traffic. Um, I'm in a, a media training program and one of their office hours is with, um, this woman named Nora, who was ClickFunnels CMO. I believe. And she was like their main marketing. Um, I don't know if it's offensive to say chick, but I always say chick. So she was their main marketing chick. Um, and she just went through our quiz and made like all these suggestions and like all these areas of improvement. But, um, right now that is currently our absolute biggest focus because our quiz is around like what kind of business is the right fit for you based on your personality. And so that currently has just, we're keeping it very MVP with just four business models, e-commerce, affiliate marketing, coaching, and courses for the time being until we figure it all out and then add on other outcomes. But that is our absolute biggest focus, hands down. By ours, I mean Josh's. My biggest focus is attention. So I know one thing that I know for sure, especially as things get noisier, is that attention, like I said, is money. It is the biggest asset you could have online. If you have an audience of people who care and listen, you are going to win no matter what. If you stick it out long enough and you keep creating the best content you can for them, because like I said, attention is money, but 
content is how you build attention, right? Like you need to be serving people, whether it's like creating really great tutorials or thought provoking pieces or anything that evokes any kind of emotion or helps them get a certain result or think a different way or reframe a belief, whatever that is. Creating content that moves the needle in someone else's life is how you build attention because people don't share mediocre content, right? They only share the best kind of stuff that evokes something in them. Um, so I totally, I went down the rabbit hole and I totally lost my spot, but to bring it back, our biggest focus, Josh is the quiz and I am attention. So I Mm -hmm. get the leads to put into the quiz and his job is to optimize the quiz and segment and make sure everything's working and things are converting. So for us, that's our biggest focus. But I think going forward for anyone who's listening in is if you're not actively building an audience and serving them, like that needs to be your biggest priority. I think so many people get bogged down in the fulfillment of their offers, right? So they have coaching clients or they have courses or they have Facebook groups groups or they have members or whatever. Um, and it stops you, it bogs you down. It, 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 you don't have a lot of mental white space when you're really in the trenches of fulfillment of whatever you've created. Um, and so if you can carve out any kind of white space for your, for yourself to actually create content and build an audience, you can really, you can really step it up in a big way online. That's awesome. When you guys, when it comes to, because you also doing such a broad audience, and I know you said uh, Josh is doing some of that on the back end, that kind of stuff. But in terms of like segmentation, so if, if somebody is approaching something as a broad, uh, kind of broad um, space and not n- niching down, like I, the the answer is very easy if like you niche down very narrowly, like you know exactly who you're talking to. But for but when you're approaching something more broadly, that in the way you guys are doing it, how do you think about like niching down um, the offers or like making sure like the right offer gets in front of the right person? Mm-hmm. I think with our quiz, that's easier because we're helping people determine what kind of business model may be the right fit for them. So once, once we've got that outcome page, then we know, okay, this person is interested in e-com or this person is interested in courses. And now we can kind of understand the mindset and like, think about it, like screw the nine to five. That's attracting a lot of employees, right? A lot of people who want out of their, uh, want out of their jobs. So they're typically unsatisfied. They're typically not um, making the kind of money they want to be making. They aren't happy in their day-to-day... I shouldn't say they aren't happy in their day-to-day life, but they certainly aren't happy in their jobs, right? So what what is their mindset when they get to that outcome page? What are they thinking? Are they excited about the new opportunity they have in their, in their hands now? Um, they're starting from scratch. Like We have to speak that language now. So really just refining that and niching down in, in a marketing sense. Like It allows us to, yes, go broad, but niche down through our funnels. Does that make sense? That does make a lot of sense. And, and, and so it's like the quiz is being kind of a central plan in that or a central piece of the, the plan in terms of like segmenting and just get being able to put the right offer in front of the right person at the right time. Yeah. Because I know someone who wants to be a drop shipper or someone who wants to sell on Amazon, like they typically, typically don't want to be the face of a brand, right? They're typically about um, number crunching and fulfillment, or excuse me, inventory and shipping costs and like talking to suppliers. You know what I mean? They're not creating content as them as a personal brand, right? So I'm speaking to them differently than I'm speaking to someone who wants to be a coach because someone who wants to be a coach has an inner drive to help people help themselves, right? They have to be the face of their brand. They are going to work with less of 
volume typically than someone who's going to sell on Amazon, who's going to open themselves up to like mad volume. So the wording, the tips, the, the copy, the way we talk to them is slightly different in that respect. So yeah, it allows us to niche down in that area and speak to these different business models, these different types of entrepreneurs, even though our brand as a whole is a catch-all. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, this has been really fascinating, Jill. I, I want to be respectful for your time. I know you guys have to, you know, get back to crushing it. Plus the plus the baby, you got it. You got a lot of a lot oh, of good things. That guy. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So you, I know you got a lot you got got going on. So, but if people are interested in learning more about you, uh, some of the things we just described here, I know this is. I, I believe you guys also teach on affiliate marketing a little bit. But if they were interested in like diving into some of these subjects or they're somebody transitioning, where do they, where can they reach out to find you and connect with you? Yeah. Before I say that, do you think it would be helpful? And I could give this blog post to you just for your show notes. I have a guide on affiliate marketing. It's just a giant blog post, but it will really help um, in a much more succinct way, (laughs) explain what affiliate marketing is and how people can get started with it. Maybe that would help as well. Just I'd love to link that up in the show notes for sure. Okay, sweet. In case they're like, this chick talks a lot. Um, but if you want to connect with us, the easiest way is screw the nine to five.com all spelt out, no numbers or our podcast, of course, which is the screw Or you can come hang out with us on Instagram, which is at screw the nine to five. Again, all spelt out, no numbers. I love it. Well, Jill, thank you so much for being on in the trenches. Thank you so much, Tom. This was such a blast. Are you trying to grow your online business, but struggling to get new customers consistently and predictably? Are you tired of working nonstop only to see your income plateau? Are you ready to step off the hustle hamster wheel, as I call it, and step onto a path of predictable profit that you can scale as much or as little as you want? Don't worry, you're not alone. I've been there. When I first got started, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I started reading blogs and listening to podcasts by people I respected and wanted to learn from. I slowly but surely put their recommendations into practice. But because I wanted to do it all myself, maybe you you're something like that, right? You love to do, do it by yourself, learn through trial and error. Well, bottom line is it took forever. Results were unpredictable when I was first getting started. I wasn't sure where to spend my time, money, and energy. And shiny penny syndrome got the best of me on more than one occasion. For many entrepreneurs, the amount I sacrificed, working literally nonstop in some cases in my spare time, and 12 and 14-hour days routinely after going full-time, combined with the endless fog of war, aka that uncertainty, that I had to deal with at all times because I was going it alone. I think that would have been enough for most entrepreneurs to throw in the towel. But I was persistent, focused, and I stayed humble. Day after day, I worked to grow the traffic to my website, increase my list of subscribers, and generate a healthy living for my eBooks, eCourses, and other digital products. At least that was the goal. But maybe more important than the work was that I paid attention to what I was doing, including what worked and what didn't. Eventually, I discovered a predictable pattern of growth. And so what I did was I just doubled down on those things and I scrapped or sidelined the other things that weren't working so well. Finally, two years after resigning my commission as a captain in the army and going full-time on my online business front with my blog, with my podcast, et cetera, I replaced my income with digital product income. Two years. And so if that's where it stopped, I would have been happy with it. I would have been happy with the results. I wouldn't have complained. I would have been very content just replacing my income. But the bottom line is it was so much work. I wanted to you know, see if it could go somewhere else, right? So I just kept doing what I was doing, but better, faster, and more effectively. Again, just kind of applying the same system that I discovered uh, from seeing these patterns emerge, right? So I implemented it. I kept doing it. 
And eventually replacing my income turned into doubling my income. And then that turned into a little bit more and a little bit more. But not just that, it afforded me the freedom to dictate my day and also choose the projects I want to work on, on the schedule and on the timeline I want, and to work with the people I want to work with. And to me, that's like a whole new level of freedom, especially coming from the military. It's something I've never really had that level of complete autonomy until I became my own boss. I started my own business. And until ultimately, until it became profitable enough for me to start to take a step back and actually reap the rewards of it, because it's not all just working, working, working. And I do believe it's hard work. And I'll always say that nothing about doing this stuff is easy. But at the same time, you've got to reap the rewards at some point and take some of that profit, uh, even if you're just reinvesting it into new assets and things like that. Bottom line is, it can't just be work, right? Entrepreneurship and business is about that result that occurs, the value you've created and the profit, that, that piece of value that you've captured, okay? And you want to be able to reap the rewards of that profit, of that value, that little sliver of value that you get to capture, that you get to net, right? You want to be able to take advantage of that. Otherwise, you know, the entrepreneurship game really does become just a grind. And, and for, I think, a lot of entrepreneurs, unfortunately, it becomes meaningless, and that's when they quit. Well, for me, I love this stuff. I really, truly do. I mean, it is my thing. And so that's why I didn't just stop where I was at. I've stayed committed to learning everything I can about all aspects of this online business world and this online marketing world. And I do this through real world application. In other words, I'm currently growing several online businesses and I'm always putting my ideas to the test in real time with my own money, with my own time and energy, oftentimes with employees, you know, a lot of some, some stuff more advanced, some stuff more simple, but you know, so varying levels of complexity and again, in different spaces, different niches. And I can say, you know, bottom line, I've always loved the startup hustle, but I got to say, it's nice to now be in a position where I can get big results with much less effort, thanks to having built the foundation of my business the right way. And again, I did it all through trial and error, but I don't think that that's the way that everyone needs to do it. And in fact, looking back on it, if I had to redo it, I don't know if I would. It was so difficult to just go it alone and try to figure everything out by myself. So one of the things I've tried to do is give back with this podcast, with my blog, and with my newsletter. But maybe even more rewarding than any of this stuff, while I've enjoyed all of it, I think the thing that I'm enjoying the most, that I find most engaging and rewarding, is the premium business mastermind and coaching program I run called 100K Academy. Inside 100K Academy, I help ambitious entrepreneurs who are very driven and excited to be doing what they're doing. I help them grow their reach, their influence, and their profit using my proprietary marketing system. That's the same one I use to scale my own online businesses from zero to multiple six figures and beyond, and the same system I use to help my clients reach the New York Times, Wall Street Journal bestseller list, set Kickstarter funding records, and create viral product launches that have turned into predictable revenue streams. So lots and lots of case studies that you can find at tommorcus.com. If you're curious, just go to tommorcus.com slash about, and that'll get you started. Most importantly, this system is one that 100K Academy members and alumni have used to achieve tremendous results, like Alexa who used it to have her most profitable year ever, or Tina, who used it to make five figures from a sales funnel that she can now replicate and scale, and that's exactly what she's doing, or Carrie, who made over $75,000 in just seven days. And the crazy part about his story was that his online business was actually a side hustle up until that first profitable launch, which he has then been able to grow and scale. And he subsequently quit his job following that very successful week. And I think that that has been just a game changer for Carrie and 
the life he's living and the work he gets to do and the impact he gets to make on the world because of the great work he's doing now, because he was able to figure out a system that would get him the targeted traffic, the subscribers, the sales to grow a profitable online business. Bottom line, if you want to grow your online business from six to seven figures, but you flatlined or you're struggling, or you just want to be told what to do and when to do it and in what order, right? And you want a system that is predictable and scalable and isn't just you know another shiny penny, but actually will fit right into your business. It plugs in and is something that you can truly grow. I want you to go to tommorcus.com slash academy. That's tommorcus.com slash academy. Academy is spelled A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. Go to tommorcus.com slash academy, and you'll find a page on my website with more details about 100K Academy, the business mastermind coaching program I run, as well as instructions on what to do next. Again, that's tommorcus.com slash academy. And if you're serious about growing your reach, influence, and profit, just follow the instructions and we'll be in touch, okay? Again, tommorcus.com slash academy. Go ahead and head over there now. That's it for today. Stay frosty.